For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's go to the hotline and welcome now from uh, Academy Award winner from the movie Green Book and uh, now from the Many Saints of Newark, this is Mr. Nick Vellalonga. Nick, how are you, sir? Hi, how are you? Uh, great. great. It's it's uh, an honor to talk to you. I, I was looking at the trailer for Many Saints of Newark and re-watching the old episodes of The Sopranos, and uh, I really use that as an excuse to be able to reach out to you because... I am such a fan of the movie uh, Green Book, and uh, ironically, a movie about your dad, which I just said it in the last break, my dad texts me and he said, I've seen that movie like 50 times. What a what a wonderful film that was, and uh, I, I mean, of course, I don't know how accurate it was, but I would imagine that you had uh, you much more knowledge than most people, you know, obviously growing up and still having your dad tell you all the stories. Oh, yeah. No, it was, it was accurate, and... Uh yeah, true story about my dad. And first of all, thank you very much for liking it and seeing it and tell your father I appreciate him watching yeah. it that many times. Um, yeah, so uh, it was a story that I'd wanted to tell for a long, long time. And I finally had the opportunity to get it made. Uh, and I, I brought along a friend of mine, Brian Curry, who brought, brought us to Peter Farley. And uh, I was originally, you know, I wanted to do a small movie myself and direct it, but uh, when you got someone like Pete who's interested, um, I just said, well, you know what? Let me, I can get it made much better with bigger and better with Pete. And he loved the project. So I, you know, I produced with him and wrote with him. And uh, it was just uh, all around kind of a dream come true type of a situation. We I mean, to make a film about your father and then have it reach the levels that it did. It was, sure. uh, it was you- uh, a once in a lifetime. Do you struggle with like uh, I don't I didn't know your dad but I have seen him uh, and then I see Viggo Mortensen and uh, if if was it an accurate portrayal of your dad or they, was that the version for the movie and is that is that hard for you to deal with where you're like eh, it's not really exactly where my dad was but it does work well for the movie. Well, no, I mean that was my dad. Yeah. I mean, the, the whole point was that's why I was on as a just P one as much accuracy and Brian Curry also knew my dad. And I was gonna, I wouldn't have done it unless it was an accurate portrayal of my dad. And Vigo just kind of uh, morphed into a different human being and yeah. became my father. Well, luckily, you know, because my dad was on Sopranos for three, four seasons and was in other films later in life. He became an actor. There was a lot of tape on my father. And I guess Vigo used mostly the Sopranos stuff. He would just watch it and listen to it to get my father's mannerisms. Even though my father was older, it was the same guy. Who, and then I had the tapes of, 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 of the interviews about Green Book. So uh, Vigo worked with all that, but it would, it would be eerie for me sometimes in the set. Yeah. Um, we, we created my apartment when I was little, and I would, like, out of the corner of my eye, I think I'm seeing my father, or I'd hear his voice. So it was uh, quite an amazing portrayal, but very accurate. Did you have somebody else before Vigo is in the, uh, like maybe when you were writing the story in your head that you were like, I wonder, you know, this would be good for this guy? 
Well, I think I've only said this once or twice. Before I, the the, the version that I ended up doing with Pete uh, and Brian, I was going to do it myself, and um, I was going to do it with James Gandolfini. Playing oh, wow. Wow. And then we going to do that. With, with, yeah, then he passed away, unfortunately. Uh, but we were planning that, and we were going to do that together. I mean, t- I've been talking about him a lot lately, uh, obviously, with The Many Saints of Newark coming out, and I have... Uh, I've watched a bunch of movies that he was in that were not uh, mafia-related movies, and I think I sometimes wonder if people realize what a great actor he was, that he wasn't Tony Soprano, that he was an entirely different, gentle guy, and uh, some of these other roles that he plays, you see what a great actor James Gandolfini really was. Oh, no, he was amazing, uh, an amazing guy. I didn't really know him during The Sopranos time because... I was in L.A., and even though my father was on the show, I never went. I always thought, well, that's his thing. I don't want to like, go to the set and, and, and all that. And I, I had auditioned for that show once mm-hmm. to play Little Carmine. <laughs> I didn't get the part, but I was down to the last couple of guys. With Ray Russo got it, who was fantastic. So that was my only connection with that. But then afterwards is when I started uh, to get to know James a little bit. And then... Um, uh, I just—he was an amazing guy, amazing person, and uh, you know, it's a tragedy what happened. We lost him. So then, now to come full circle and to you know have a small role in the, in the movie and, and, and uh, you know the, the legacy of a show that my father was also on that show. Yeah, it's quite a, a, an amazing journey. You, you know, work so with the very very. Do you work with the kid and all with Gandolfini's son? I don't know. I don't know what. They were very, they were very adamant about you not giving away plot points to the movie and stuff. So I don't know if you can or you can't. But did you have a relationship with him? And the reason why I ask is because it's a very similar situation. I would think I've been watching him in interviews, and he says having to watch the Soprano seasons over again to get ready for the role that some of the episodes of of uh, Tony in the hospital and things along that have been difficult for him to watch. And uh, I was wondering if uh, if maybe you guys had a conversation. I mean, you did a movie about your father as well. No, absolutely. We uh, we met and immediately connected because of that. And uh, you know, I had some stories to tell him about his dad. You know, small, yeah. uh, but about Green Book and then us one we're going to work together. And his father and my father got gotten very close, so it was very nice. I uh, I can't say a lot about the movie, but but I did. I, I was I was there with Michael sometimes. Okay. I'm not in the movie that much. I was small. I was small role. But um, it was just, you know, I felt uh, honored to be asked to be a part of it. Um, but, yeah, but Michael, is uh, that kid is, uh, what do you see him in this movie, How what he does? Uh, I mean, he just. What, uh, what's weird is. You know, the pressure that he was under yeah. to, to a, take on this role, all eyes are on him. And I, I can't say much except to say he rose uh Beyond expectations to the occasion, the kid's amazing. Yeah, when I we we've talked to Tom Hanks' son before, and Michael Jordan's kid played basketball in Orlando. You're like, you're never going to be that much. The pressure of trying to be a basketball player and be Michael Jordan's son is is incredible. When they first said that they cast this kid from the movie, and as a big fan of the show, I rolled my eyes and I was like, oh, it's going to be garbage because the kid didn't act or, or we didn't know him. But then now, now you see it, and I'm like, boy, was I wrong. And uh, and and all the reviews on the kid have been great. Now, did you get to see the completed movie yet? I have not seen the completed movie yet. So um, I'm, well, tonight is the uh, 
premiere at the Tribeca Film Festival. Uh, it's the opening night of the Tribeca Film Festival, which is also the premiere of the movie. And so I'll be there tonight with the cast. Um, I, a lot of people, there were a couple screenings I, I couldn't make. So I'm, I'm thrilled to see it as anyone else. I'm a fan of the show anyway. So we're, we're, it also. we have plans for October 1st to immediately get off the air and run upstairs to the theater and watch the movie when it's over. We're looking forward to it. Uh, we're talking to Nick Vallelonga, who, uh, you know, is in the many scenes of Newark in a small part, but also is an Academy Award winner from what I think is one of the best. I, I didn't watch Green Book till after, uh, you won. And it just, I get busy and uh, I, I sometimes uh, try to catch up. And when I watched that movie, I was not only was I blown away by Viggo Mortensen because he doesn't like like you know if you know your dad, you don't know like this guy here. You got this young, good-looking guy, and and they're like, how is he going to play an Italian tough guy? And then he just gets right into it. And then uh, with, with Mahershala, you're like, and this guy's great. You 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 love him too, and the relationship that the two of them have. Is is so awesome to watch, and then you learn a lot about uh, you know what it was like to be uh, black and be in the South and watch your father's transformation from being what was probably pretty racist to uh, un- you know having a lot more understanding of what it was like to be black at that time. It's an amazing movie. Well, thank you, and that you know you 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 get what we were going for to to educate people and entertain and educate at the same time. And I always knew that it was an amazing story. It was so. I mean, even there's so many other things that happen. There are times I'd be telling Pete thoroughly the story, and he goes, "This is too unbelievable. We can't even do this. We can't do that." He goes, "I don't. It's, it's too much." Yeah, that's what made it interesting. It just you think it was fake, but it, everything in there happened, and um, it was uh, uh, amazing to make. There was a lot of uh, um, people in the movie that, like the family scenes come alive, I think, because my real family is in that movie. My brother plays my Uncle Rudy, who is right. my father's brother, my brother Frank. My Uncle Rudy himself plays his father. He's one of the Italian grandfathers. My, my mother's brother, Lou Veneri, plays his father. So the grandfather, and Lou lives right there in, uh, in St. Petersburg. Oh, no kidding. Um, he's a... a He's an usher at the at the Tampa Bay Ray, the, the the games. He's an usher at the Yankee games. He's a Bronx, New York guy. So Lou became he was a local celebrity. He can't walk around St. Petersburg and gets recognized. <laughs> and then I filled a lot of roles with people that actually, you know, Pete. I, I brought them in front of Pete. Pete chose them. Obviously, right. he was the director. He made the final say. But I brought in some people. A lot of the actors really knew my father in real life, which helped Vigo a lot because they had real stories about my father. Like, for example, Johnny Rose Beef Williams, who played the guy eating the hot dogs yeah. <laughs> with my father. He used to eat hot dogs with my father. So uh, a good friend of mine, Quinn Duffy, another local, he owns uh, Joey Brooklyn's Pizza down in St. Petersburg. Go to Joey Brooklyn's. Oh, uh, that's hilarious. St. Pete, he played the guy that uh, my father has a fight with in um, the Copacabana. The- Oh, that's no kidding. Uh, yeah, Quinn uh, was one of my best friends, but he knew my father very well. He was very close to my father. So when Vigo first got the part, I had Quinn, because Quinn used to do his own impressions of my father. Right. So Quinn showed showed Vigo how my father would smoke a cigarette. A small detail, but a detail. And Vigo loved that. And then, so he, he 
does that in the movie. So if you want to see one of the celebrities from Green Book, go down to Joey Brooklyn's pizza. No, I got to do that now. I feel like I have to do it. I, yeah. Listen, I, I, I can't imagine that I'll this tell him, I'll tell them to send some pizzas over to the station. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've ate there many times. Oh, we know. Yeah, we definitely know. The, yeah, we yeah. definitely know the place. It's yeah. just so funny that I, I never knew the connection. And yes, send pizza over here. We're never going to be mad at that. Uh, uh, you know who else I thought was great and, uh, was when you, your scene in the movie when they're sitting in the little in the booth thing there, the guys yeah. ac- the yeah. guys across from you that uh, they look like yeah. they're straight out of Dick Tracy. I mean, like you couldn't mold a more gangster face than those two guys. Yeah, those are two local guys at Pete shows from, uh, we filmed that whole movie in New Orleans. Uh, and I just met them that moment. It was like weird, because I knew everyone in the movie, just about everyone who was involved in all of it. But those guys, which are Pete shows them, I think they were perfect. They were they uh, they really added to that scene. Well, I, I got to tell you, if there's anybody who hasn't seen Green Book, uh, you can you can get it on demand and watch it. It's one of the best movies I've ever seen, and uh, it is about. Uh, Nick's father, Tony, Tony Lip, who uh, was in The Sopranos for a couple of years, and now uh, to bring it all around full circle, Nick is in The Many Saints of Newark, which comes out on October 1st. He gets to go see it tonight. Uh, I'm glad we were able to connect because you really made a wonderful movie that uh, I, I and now I find out my father have watched so many times and enjoy so much, and uh, we really wanted to start reaching out to some people that were in the new movie, so I'm, I'm glad you made it there. Now, you look like, you look like a typical... Sopranos guy, uh, you you want to do more of this stuff? Or are you happier being behind the behind the camera? Oh no, well I've been an actor, I, my actor my whole life. I started acting. I got into the writing and directing and everything. You know, I, I was always writing and making little films, and I always wanted to direct and produce. So I've been doing all of it. Um, so yeah, I'm continuing to act, and uh, hopefully, you know, the pandemic slowed some production down for me. But uh, yeah, coming up. Uh, this coming year, I have a couple of projects I'll be doing. So uh, maybe down the line we can talk again. All right, um, well, let me let me know. Let, I'll be, I, I, uh, if you need another yeah. uh, fat Italian New Yorker to be in the movies, I'm, I'll be here for you. <laughs> okay, well, I'd love to meet you. I go down to St. Pete a lot to visit my uncle and to visit Quinn. So uh, please, maybe if I'm in the area, I can come up and say hello. I would I would love to take you to dinner or something. I'm sure you got great stories. And uh, listen, I wish you continued success. I can't wait to see the movie uh, Many Saints in Newark and see what other projects you have coming up. It's a pleasure to have you on the show, sir. Thanks for making the time for us. Well, well thank you. It was an honor to be with you guys and uh, appreciate the time. Go see uh, Many Saints in Newark. Go see it in the movies because it's made to be a film first. And then watch it the second time at your home on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I mean, I've got a really big screen upset, but I understand. I know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Nick. Have a great day. Okay, guys. Thank you very much. There you go. Nick Vallelonga. Uh, that's, uh, listen. Who, who knew all the ties to here? Right? I, I had no yeah. idea. Joey Brooklyn. I got to be honest with you. I feel like once he said it, I was like, oh, I think I did know there was some sort of connection there. Yeah, Joey Brooklyn's. We've eaten that pizza yeah. all the time. I was I just, just there a couple weeks ago, yeah. yeah. They used to send me home every night yeah. from St. Pete with a whole pizza, and, it, yeah. and half of it would be in my bed. Billy <laughs> Ray, I think, is the guy that runs it recently that I've seen in there. I mean, he's one of the nicest guys I think I've met in St. Yep. Pete. Oh, that's so funny, man. Uh, yeah, uh, listen, I know it's old news now. Uh, you know, it's already come out and won Academy Awards, and you know, it was a couple of years ago. But if you haven't seen the movie, it is a, it is a great movie. It's about uh, it's about a mobster, not a mobster. I shouldn't say it. he's a tough guy. He's a Tough guy named Tony Lip who um, worked as a bouncer at the Copa, 
and the Copa shut down for renovation. And while he was down, he got an offer to drive a doctor around. And he used to drive his boss around, so he had some experience with that. And the doctor turns out to be a guy named Dr. Shirley, who is not a medical doctor, but a doctor of uh, music. And he uh, is a concert pianist, and he's black. And he decides to go on a tour of the Deep South, and he wants a tough guy to go with him to kind of protect him and make sure he gets from gig to gig. And then, uh, you know, Tony's uh, a, a bit of an Italian racist, and uh, not right, not he's not mean. He's like, I could work for a colored guy, you know, that kind of guy. And then he knows he's dealing with an ignorant guy, but he needs his protection, and they end up uh, having a good relationship. And it's weird because it's not like a it's not like a fake movie relationship where dumb racist. Uh, Italian guy starts to like black guy. Black guy accepts racist for it's like you're an idiot, but you were raised an idiot, and I'll teach you some lessons. And then you took care of me, and now we really have come a long way. Then we've learned to like each other. And then there's other things along the way and situations. And it's a it's a really good movie. It's a little funny. It's it's a little tough. It's it's a really a good good flick to watch. And uh, and it's a story of this guy's father, which I gotta tell you, I mean, I have a thousand stories about my father. You make a two-hour movie, you're not putting them all in there. You know, you gotta, yeah. you gotta imagine that this guy must be so much fun to eat dinner with because he's got a million things to tell you between, you know, him. And, uh, and now with the many saints in Newark, I thought it would be a good idea for us to track him down and talk to him and that worked out great. Yeah. So thank you, Gio. Uh, I know that I, I talked to Tony Sharippa and, um, Bobby Bacala. I'm sorry, not Tony, Steve, Steve Sharippa. And I know we'll probably have him on the week before the movie, and I, I know they're going to offer some of the other uh, guys. So uh, we're all looking forward to seeing the movie. I wouldn't mind going to the movies to see it. Uh, I do believe that it should be a theater yeah. kind of thing. Oh, yeah. I, I know some of the reviews are starting to come out because I guess there was some screens, yeah. and they're about they're about 50-50. They're mixed. I haven't read the reviews. I'm just reading the headlines of the reviews because I don't, wanna be, I don't right. want anything to be spoiled. I will watch it, and I will be like, eh. It was all right. Yeah. Then I'll watch it five more times, and I'll be like, nah, it was actually pretty good. Because you, you're you going in there with expectations. You're going there with what you've seen on the commercials already. And when you, you want, I want to see Tony Soprano and how he grew up and how he became, but they say it's not all about him. It's there, about Dickie Moltisanti. Yeah, yeah, even like uh, David Chase is saying, like, it's not, don't go in expecting a Tony Soprano origin story because right. yeah. that's not what it is. Right, but it is. It is going to be the origin story for a lot of characters that you never heard of or maybe whose names you have heard yeah. of, but you never really saw the characters develop or a young Feech Lamont. already young, been dead, yeah. Yeah, uh, a, you know, a young uh, um, Silvio and all those guys. And they say the guy who plays young Paulie Walnut steals the show. Yeah. They say he's, he's fantastic. So uh, The Many Saints of Newark is coming out. Do you know where they got that name from? I do, yes. Yeah, did anybody else know? Uh-huh. I just found this out. I guess if I really would have thought about it, Moltisanti is Italian for many saints. Oh, uh, yeah. and, and it's about Dickie Moltisanti. Cool. I wonder how much of uh, Jackie Aprio we'll see in there, you know, because he sure, died. Him and in Tony the were best friends, yeah. Right. Yeah, you'll, you'll see Jackie and Richie. And uh, my prediction, still having not seen any of the movie, is that we find out that Tony kills Dickie, just like he killed Christopher. Mm. Uh, and. Um, what else? There was something else I was thinking about. The, oh, we got to find out about Hesh, too, because Hesh was the Jew friend of uh, Johnny Boy Soprano, so he's got that's got to come into play somehow. Well, uh, uh, John Barenthal is Johnny Boy. Right. Yeah. And will we see the scene that where Tony got, uh, you know, made a mobster was I where, hope he, so. where he robs Feach's uh, poker game, which yeah, is right. what they make a lot of reference to in the show, but you never actually 
know what happened there. So uh, we're excited. If you're a Sopranos fan, you're excited. And if you haven't seen a good mob movie in a while, you're excited. Uh, please don't suck. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I keep telling them. I'm, I'm getting myself so hyped up for it. At least don't fade to black at the end. Yeah. Oh, no. my God. All right. We got to take a quick break. 727-579-1025 or 800-771-1025 if you need to get a hold of us because maybe we'll play a little game or something when we come back. Those are the phone numbers. Before we go to break, I want to tell you about my friends at Walsh Roofing Services. If you need a roof for your home, and the reason you're not getting it is because, I don't know, a roof is expensive, and I don't know who to trust, and I don't know who to call because they're going to rip me off, and it's going to be so expensive. My friends at Walsh Roofing Services, you can trust them, and I know it because they put the roof on my home. They do have financing when they can give you an easy payment plan if you would choose to do that, and you can definitely trust them. I mean, these guys came out here. They laid out their timeline. They stuck to it. They built a fantastic roof, and they could do that for any home. Tile, metal, shingle, whatever you have. You want to change what you have? Maybe get something that you think is a little bit more protective? They can do that as well. Don't go into the uh, winter season, the rainy season, without it, especially if you know you have leaks in your roof and if you've had problems, call Walsh Roofing Services today and let them come out and take a look at it for you. You don't want to find out the hard way after a big storm and tiles go flying off and you're at floods in your uh, garage that you should have fixed that thing a long time ago. WalshRoofingServices.com. Give them a call today. Check them out online and let them know you heard about it on the Mike Calta Show. We'll take a quick break. It is the Mike Calta Show. This is 102.5 The Bone. You're listening to the Mike Calta Show. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.